Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday. We begin in Alabama, and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues today. We're in New York, but we're also in Florida. I'll explain that to you in a little bit, but our guests today, Yael and Gabriel from, well, today, St. Augustine, but New York. And I'll explain all that to you after we talk about this. You get to discover your own celebrity at the newest, hottest, most interesting and fun live music show to hit the scene in probably 50 years. It's called Flash Jam. Whether you perform live music or enjoy watching live music, Flash Jam has something for everyone. Flash Jam is a dynamic way for musicians to come together, perform, and compete for recognition and rewards. Whether you're new to the stage or an experienced musician, Flash Jam provides an exciting platform to collaborate and showcase your talents. Musicians perform hit songs with other random musicians who share a passion for the same song. So let's say, for example, that uh, Yael and I both wanted to do uh, Run Through the Jungle by Credence Clearwater, and she wants to play drums on it, and I wanted to sing. And then John wants to play bass on that song. We all come together at Flash Jam. We learn our parts separately. And then at Flash Jam, we come together and we perform that song. And then as an audience, you get to vote on who you like, who you didn't like. So it's fun for everybody. It's kind of like, I don't know, kind of like nothing I've ever heard of before, but it's called Flash Jam. It's a lot of fun. Get more information. Get Flash Jam to your market by going to their website, flashjam.com. Flash Jam. Welcome to the show. Yael and Gabriel, but Gabriel is not here. Gabriel is Argentina, is from Argentina. Is that where he is now or? No, no, he's not in Argentina right now. Uh, okay. And you're not in New York, but that's where you guys perform, correct? <laughs> yeah, mostly me. With Gabriel, I play a lot in New York, but I play solo with other guys in uh, San Augustine where I am right now. Okay. So we're, we're, the show is focusing on New York. So we want to talk about New York. Okay. And uh, so that would be you and Gabriel, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And let's let's talk about you first. So you're a vocalist and Spanish guitar or all guitar, acoustic guitar, uh, acoustic Spanish. We do lots of flamenco and rumbas and bossa nova. So it's like uh -huh. yeah, I'm acoustic, yes. And, and I sing. I do the lead, and Gabriel. Um, I do the lead and the second guitar, the rhythm guitar, and he does more of like solos and and uh, background singing. Uh huh. How did you meet? Have you known each other forever? We've known each other since 2011, which is like forever now. <laughs> and we met in New York. I moved to Paris to New York from Paris in 2009 because I was an actress originally in Paris, and oh, wow. I went to an acting school in New York, which was great. But I had really um, hard time to find the parts because I have an accent in English, and I couldn't get rid of it. So the part I was casting for was were supposed to be very specific. And then somebody out of the blue said, oh, you know, all those French restaurants in New York, they're looking for French singers. Because I used to sing a little bit in Paris and play three chords on the guitar. So I said, I can do this. So I just <laughs> went playing three chords <laughs> in French restaurants. And I realized that I can get lots of work and way more money than acting. <laughs> <laughs> so I started to do this. And uh, by playing here and there, I met Gabriel, which is an amazing guitar player. He's, he's playing guitar since he was born. And all his family are genius. His brother played the piano. His sister sings in the church. It's like it's a very talented family. And I met him and we clicked. We started to play together and he was just amazing. It was a connection beyond wonderful, uh -huh. musically speaking. And just like, so I decided, like that. Yes. We sang. I remember we played. I played in a French restaurant and he just came with some friends. And he said, can I play a song with you? And I said, yes. And we played Black Coffee, the jazz standard. And... Uh -huh. And I just closed my eyes and I just flew and it was amazing. And at the end of the song, I opened my eyes. I woke up and said, oh, I'm here. I was just, just transported me to another <laughs> dimension to, to play with him. And I decided that since I'm going to do this, I need to know what I'm doing. Uh -huh. So I went to Queens College and I did a master's in jazz music. You're as a, Yeah. As a you vocalist. played three chords. You played three chords. Now you're a jazz. Chords. Yeah. <laughs> now you're going to... It was, I'm telling you, Tom, I was crying every day. It was so hard. I said, no, I'm smart. I can do it. I'm smart. But no, music is not only smart. You know, you need to have ear training and you need to. Oh, it was hard, but I did it. 
and Gabriel helped me a lot. Actually, the degree should be Yale and Gabriel master degree. <laughs> <laughs> and that was back in 2014, 15. So now I know what I'm doing. And now I play guitar good because I practice a lot. And I went to Argentina for a year to study a tango oh and Argentinian guitar. Mm -hmm. So now, now I know more than three chords. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a style that you prefer over another? Yes, I love Bossa Nova. Bossa Nova, okay. So, yeah, and and uh, and now when I play without Gabriel, I I I started to do pop songs with the Bossa Nova style, like um, like uh, Queen's Crazy Little Thing Called Love, or what would that um, be? What would that sound like? Crazy Little Thing Called Love. What was it? What would the Bossa Nova? I, I don't remember the, the chords, but it's like this thing called love. I just can't this thing. Oh wow. Something like first this. of all, let me say this. First of all, Yael, that's the first time somebody's actually been able to play an instrument and it worked on Zoom because there's something about Zoom and how the sound is condensed or condensed or whatever that the it delays and compresses and it just gets it stepped on or whatever. But you just did a very good job, so thank you. Free, uh, yay! <laughs> thank you, the universe. I didn't even think about this. Thing. But uh, so uh, yeah, Bossa Nova. I absolutely love Bossa Nova. When I'm with Gabriel. Um, we play lots of flamenco and rumba, mm -hmm. yeah. and that I really, really like it too. But apparently, uh, the thing, the music I sound best singing is a French music because I guess you know it's my native language and mm -hmm. I really connect to it. Did you write like the songs we're going to hear today? Are these originals or are these covers yes. of other songs? So that's crazy because. Uh, Girl Next Door, for example, is the first song I really wrote end to beginning to end. Uh -huh. you know, just when I moved to New York and I felt so lonely, New York is huge and it's lots of talents and lots of people and lots of art, but you can feel so lonely there. So I wrote that song. I literally knew three chords as we spoke before. I didn't know anything about music. <laughs> and I just <laughs> got inspired and wrote it. And then I met Gabriel, and of course he he made some arrangement, and he, he made it very nice. But um, then running to Chelsea and and Selavi, I was a bit more knowledgeable of music, but not that not that big. Yeah. But but you know you just feel the you just feel the you just do the melody and the chords are coming. Well, it's but funny yeah, because uh, it's interesting to me because well, first of all, what what happens here is guests will send me songs for us to talk about. And the first song that I saw that caught my eye was C'est La Vie. Because I know two versions of C'est La Vie. There's a C'est La Vie but done by Chuck Berry. C'est La Vie, said the old folks. You know, and subtitle, oh, yeah. you never can yeah, tell, yeah. right? And the <laughs> other one was done by Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, which is just a beautiful piece. And so the only rock and roll song I know that actually features an accordion, you know. <laughs> it's a really, really beautiful song. So I thought maybe because you're jazz, maybe you're, you're going to cover uh, – and we're Lincoln Palmer's version. I was really anxious to hear that. And then I, he I heard an entirely different song. It yeah. makes sense to me now because you're from France. Or because yeah. you're, you know, your French heritage. Yeah. So tell me, let's talk about that one first. Because I really want to hear about Girl Next Door, about your accomplishment with that. But let's talk about C'est La Vie because mm -hmm. I want to kind of focus on the French thing. Is that something you and Gabrielle wrote together? Or did you no, come up with I, an idea? I wrote the song, the melody, and the the chords behind it alone and I played it alone for a long time and then it, we started to play together um we played lots of gypsy jazz jungle reinhardt style okay when we're in new why york don't, why don't you explain that to people who may not know what that is ah yes it's a it's the style it's called gypsy jazz because jungle was uh back in the 40s 50s in france he was a he was a gypsy and he was playing guitar so they didn't have drums it was usually two or three guitars um Two guys doing the rhythm, which is called la pompe, which is like chick 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 chick, chick very fast. Uh -huh. And usually there is a standard bass and a clarinet or a violin. And Django was a guitar player genius, and he was playing melodies and 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 solo on top of it. So uh -huh. the the guitars were kind of doing the percussion feeling right. of the of the music. So they, they were uh, the rhythm. They were the rhythm section. The rhythm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a uh, yeah. Um, and then, so when Gabriel heard Seravi, he liked it and he said uh, he created this uh, gypsy jazz version of it. It's the one that I think we're going to listen to. Uh -huh. And then we had this big idea of doing a, a recording in a very big studio in New York, very expensive. <laughs> but I said, I'm ready to put my savings there because I want one, at least this song to be uh, 
very professionally done. And uh, Gabriel wrote arrangement for a big band. Oh, did we really? hired some, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we hired some musician, uh, trumpet, trombone, and sax that were playing on Broadway show. Uh -huh. so it was really funny because we did the recording very late Friday night after everybody was done with their gigs and their Broadway. I think we started at like midnight. You know, New York is <laughs> crazy, but yeah. worked it forever. And those those Broadway guys, they came for like half an hour. They kind of practiced the lines, and boom! In like fifteen minutes, they recorded their lines. Wow! And it, actually, this recording is really amazing because it was very. The studio was expensive, right? So you pay by the hour. Right. And right. so we recorded uh, the reference guitar, the drums, the bass, the horns. Then Gabriel did the solo. <clears throat> and I think I played for three hours and there was 10 minutes left for me to put the vocals on it. Oh and I gosh. said, I need to nail it because otherwise it's going to cost me another like $400. Uh -huh. so I said, I need to do it in 10 minutes. And I did. I don't even oh, know wow. how. And I'm a perfectionist. Yes, I did two takes. And boom, and I think it sounded the best I've ever sang that song. So I said, yes, the universe. <laughs> That's funny. I, I don't know if you've heard the story. You know the song, uh, Give Me Shelter by the Rolling Stones, by any chance? Yes, yes, and yes. I, I, I can't think of her name off the top of my head because I'm trying to. But the lady that sings background sings rape, murder, it's just a shot away, it's just a shot away. Did you ever hear the story about that? No. She was pregnant, got called in the like the middle of the night and said, we've got these chaps down here from, from England and we want you to sing this piece. And she talked with her husband or baby daddy or whatever. And she had like her hair was in curlers. She's wearing her pajamas, throws on a robe, goes down to the recording studio, nails that the first time. It's like a legendary vocal hook when she sings it. Rape, murder. It's just a shot away. It's just a shot away. All right. They tried a couple more takes. And that's the one that took the very first one. That's right, I, just, yeah. I, I wonder if there's something about that, that, that adrenaline rush. And you that click something up here it says i've got to nail this all the way yeah. through and you just you... yeah yeah maybe i don't know yeah probably because it worked and, and then, it was great why did you title it say la vie um okay so like all the the best songs as somebody ever wrote it's when you are heartbroken and sad because uh -huh. i've been very happy for the last five years and i didn't write anything <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know it's like a give and take but back then i was sad and i was in love with a french guy that was in new york for two weeks and then he went back to france and all forget about me and and when i tried to bring him back to new york he said look i have my life here and that blah 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 and c'est la vie like what can you do that's it just yeah. live with it and uh and it really helps to write songs when you have a broken heart it, it heals it really does it's a great medicine yeah yeah so i that, deal with a lot of singer songwriters and that that seems to be where they come from a lot, where a lot of like the better stuff comes from in yeah. here instead of up in their head. Yeah. You know, the, I'm telling you. Yeah. That's what the last few years I didn't write anything. I mean, I'm happy. I'm happy, but I tried to. <laughs> <laughs> so I told oh, my boyfriend, you have to, you have to dump me for like two or three weeks. So I write a few songs. <laughs> Sting uh, wrote his best stuff when he was in very dark places. And he's had talks about that before. He says, I would never go back there again, but listen to some of the stuff I wrote when I was in my dark times. It's pretty funny, yeah. but it, it yeah. addresses exactly that. Well, Yael from Yael and Gabrielle from St. Augustine, but today from New York or the other way around from New oh, York, but, but right now in St. Augustine, <laughs> we're going to listen to the first song that they presented to us. And it's their version of their own song called C'est la vie here on the music of America podcast. I loved every second I hate to reckon all of you No, I mustn't forget All those things, baby, that you say Words I believe too fast, alas At last I say it, I love you Foolishly, I thought that we were dancing on the groove Full 
for me to care when you said sorry. C'est la vie. Pa 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 Prohibido olvidar momentos que prefiero guardar. Sentí cada segundo dolor que me haces recordar. C'est la vie with Yael and Gabrielle. And Yael, you said there was something about the piano in that song you wanted to bring up too, which I thought was really, really cool. Yes, actually, the, the piano player uh, that plays on that song is Gabrielle's uh, younger brother, that also a genius of music, and he played piano since he was three. Apparently, he was a little Mozart in Argentina. Oh, you know, wow. What's his name? His name is Juanjo Hermida, and wow. he's very famous in Argentina because he played also with some uh, famous uh. bands back in the 80s. And uh, Juanjo, he lives in Canada. And he couldn't make it to New York when we did the recording of Celavi, and I absolutely wanted him to play on my song and to play with Gabriel. So after we finished all the tracks, we sent them to Montreal. He recorded his tracks, and then we sent it back to another friend of ours that has a studio in Argentina, and he did all the mix and the um, and the and the how do you call it the mix and the whatever. He finished the song. Right. He blended his and he mixed his part yeah. in though. Is mixed, yeah. And uh, so I thought it was great because uh, Juanjo and Gabriel, they played together in that song and they didn't really play together live. They played together separately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. That's such a cool story too, I, I guess. Uh, and mm -hmm. both, the, both the brothers are very pleased to have a, a, a great product like that put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's nice. really cool. Well, we want to talk about The Girl Next Door, the song yes. referred to earlier. But first I want to talk about River Ridge Farms in Vermont. Believe it or not, it's wintertime and River Ridge Farms is already taking summer applications for this vacation. lover. It's really Vermont Recreation Lover's Dream Home. It's a gorgeous vacation rental nestled in the Green Mountains of Vermont. River Ridge Farms has escaped to everything wonderful Vermont has to offer. It's an, an historic farmhouse that's set atop 16 acres of fields and mountainous views, a pasture, a pond. There's a tree-lined river frontage all at River Ridge Farms. Go enjoy this beautiful spot right in the heart of the Green Mountain State, along with the multiple nearby ski and mountain resorts, breweries, and hiking tails. There's all sorts of other tourist activities in this area, including 
the mountainous views and the resident farm animals. So when you make your appointment, make sure you talk to Diana and ask about interaction with her farm animals. You'll love it and they love it. Or just sit back, relax, and enjoy your stay in this modern farmhouse, which will sleep 11 guests easily. There's enough space to throw events like uh, retirement parties, graduation parties, weddings, or just relax and rejuvenate in the beautiful in the beautiful Vermont landscape. Check out River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville. You have to add Jeffersonville because there's River Ridge Farms all over the place. So uh, on Facebook, River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville, Airbnb, same thing, River Ridge Farms, Jeffersonville, River Ridge Farms, Vermont Recreation Lover's Dream. Yael and Gabrielle uh, from New York, not that far from Vermont. Have you made it up to the the state of Vermont? Yes. Isn't it gorgeous? Oh my God. Got hired once to play at a wedding in Vermont in October, and it was one of the most beautiful uh, road road trip I ever take. Yeah, it was what, cool. do you remember where in Vermont? I think it was something Woodstock. Can that be? Yeah, there is a yeah, yeah, there's a Woodstock. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. So it was amazing. It was beautiful. It's a great hippie town, by the way, because all the old hippies went to Woodstock, New York, and then they moved to Woodstock, Vermont, and that's where they live uh, now. <laughs> well, well, where was the Woodstock, the famous one? In that was New in New York. York. That was in New York, yeah. But it was, I guess they were both there anyway, but uh, the, the big concert was in Woodstock, New York. But it's such a cool little community. It's very artsy-friendly. Yes, and, yes, uh, yes. And just a really, too pricey was, for me. Yeah. I could never live there, but, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> But it's cool that you get to do a wedding there. So the yeah. next song we're going to talk about, you, you you touched on it. It's the first song that you wrote by yourself, start mm -hmm. to finish. Yes. So are you the girl next door or was this about a girl next door? No, it was me back in the days yeah. <laughs> in New York. Um, and I wanted to do something in French and English because uh, I speak fluent also um, Spanish and Portuguese. So I always try to incorporate the different languages in my song. But this one, as I said, is the first one I wrote. I think I just moved to New York a few months before and I rent, um, I, I, I rented a room in a really nice, huge apartment in, in Manhattan. It cost me a fortune, but I said, you know what? At least the first few months I'm in Manhattan, I'm going to make the best of it. That's right. I got broke after three months. I'll be broke but, in, a, in a month, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, and then I, I I have really cool roommates and it was great. I was living the New York life, but then I felt so lonely, and I felt like nobody looks at me, nobody sees me, nobody. That's what the lyrics in French. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting for something to happen and nothing happens. <laughs> and uh, I remember I was walking in in the streets of Manhattan and I just got this melody. Oh, I'm the girl next door, and it just and it just came. And you know, it, you know, writing a song for me is like having a baby i never had a baby but it's like it's in your head in your head it's developing and then one day boom it just come it out just comes in out. like one hour you got everything i mean then you make adjustments but the the, the core mm -hmm. of the thing is just coming out after months or weeks of uh, of thinking and of maturation in your in your brain in your heart and that's exactly what happened that's so cool Record. i hear that so many that songwriters have so many different styles but that's that's a pretty constant one that I hear from songwriters that it comes from within and then you can't stop it from coming out once it starts. Mm -hmm. Now you might modify yeah. it. You might change a word or a phrase or something. Something might be clumsy here or a little awkward here, but for the most part, the gist of the song, when it comes out, it just blows out like water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. It's like, and it's yeah. In like 10 minutes, sometimes boom, you just got the, yeah. the core of the thing and it's great. And, and you know what my, my rule was, um, if I write something, I don't record it. And if I don't remember it the next day or the next time I'm playing it, it wasn't good enough to be remembered. Oh, that's I was because I was going to ask, what do you do when, when that hits? Like, I'll have an idea for a phrase for a song or something, and I'll use my phone, I'll pick it up, and I'll, mm -hmm. you know, or if I'm playing my guitar and I start strumming around and I find a riff that I really like, I'll record that and try and build off of that. But I know other people that will just do the whole thing right there. And like you said, if, if if you can't do it all right, well, their philosophy is I can't do it all right there, then I'm done. Walk away. Yeah. You'll, yeah, let it, you'll let it cook for a day and then come back the next day. If you can remember it, then it was good enough. Yeah. And what, what so you remember parts and whatever I don't remember, I said it wasn't, it wasn't that strong to yeah. be remembered. 
So I just. Yeah. But you were just walking down the street, so you weren't like fiddling around with a guitar, and the melody and the lyric hit you at the same time, right? Yes. Yeah. And did it come yeah. to you in Portuguese, in French, and Spanish? No, it was in French first. It was in yeah. French first, uh, and then the English part, because I think this one is just French and English. Uh huh. Um, and then yeah, and then I went home and I started to play on the guitar, the three chords I knew back then, <laughs> <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> It's amazing. I mean, some of the best songs in the history, especially in the history of like rock and roll, uh, three and four chord songs. Yeah. You add, you add a fifth one and then everybody gets thrown off, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Well, the blues structure, they always talk about the blues structure being yeah. one, four, five. Yeah. So that's the yeah, foundation. Three chords. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're giving a listen then. The song is called Girl Next Door, Yael and Gabrielle. And Gabrielle is singing on this too, or? No, no, he just plays. Just, he doesn't okay. sing. And by the way, this song, um i don't know which version we're gonna we're gonna we, we, you're gonna play because i recorded it before i met him actually i recorded it in a studio in brooklyn oh wow before i met him so the version is a little pop and then i met gabriel and he did a version a little bit more um again gypsy jazz and more uh, i would say jazzy and the pop version i recorded a music video in paris Okay, well, that's what this one is. This is the video, uh, the video version. Ah, uh, yeah, so Gabriel uh, is not in it. He's not in it, okay. Okay, no. so this is, who we hear is you and some other folks. It's, it's me. I'm not playing there. There's some other musicians are playing, but the version is a bit more pop than, right. than the rest of the songs that I did with him. Very good. Well, the song is called The Girl Next Door, Yael and Gabriel without Gabriel, this one, here on the <laughs> Music of America podcast. Pour ça que j'en suis là 
girl next door with the girl next door, but not really next door. She's kind of multinational. And this year she's bistatual, if that's even a word. She's from St. Augustine and New York City. And that's Yael from the, the duet Yael and Gabrielle here on the Music of America podcast. She's got such a story about the next song, and we'll get to that in a moment. You know, you meet, you fall in love, you commit to each other. That's the easy part. But somehow after about two years or so, Things begin to be challenging. Emotions and flair have waned. You disagree more, feeling disillusioned at times. Well, this period of disappointment can last a long time, even years. That's usually when couples go and seek a therapist to help learn better communication skills. Two Years After Forever, a relationship workbook, is dedicated to help couples find that effective communication. This guidebook, sort of a how-to book, teaches you some skills to learn about communication deficiencies that likely exist, but better, it offers exercises to improve those skills and be better communicators, better partners. It's called Two Years After Forever. It's not a self-help book. It's a workbook. You have to do the work. And if you do these exercises together, apply the lessons learned, you will absolutely see a difference in all your relationships, particularly lasting into the future, like forever. Two Years After Forever, author Mike Pollard, 30-year therapist, and happens to be my brother. Two Years After Forever, twoyearsafterforever.com, and available at Amazon today and forever. Our guest, Yael and Gabrielle, and Gabrielle is not with us. He's in Argentina, Yael from New York, but right now she's not with us in New York. She's in St. Augustine. So you're, you're bi-state here but you're actually bilingual multilingual because <laughs> you were raised in israel let's let's follow this you were raised okay. in, let's start with that start with where were you born in paris in france oh you were born in france okay i was born in france yeah and, and then you... my parents moved when i was little for like 10 years to tel aviv uh -huh. and we moved back to france for another 15 years and back to israel where my family stayed but then I traveled. I lived in London, and then I lived in Brazil for a few years, and in Argentina. And girl, you look too young to have done all that traveling for all those years. So, yeah, I know I'm 25, but <laughs> so am I. But every year is like five years. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now you settled in. You've settled in the states, though, right? Now that's oh no, yeah. Actually, I've been here since 2009. It's the longest. Yeah, time in one country. <laughs> wow! And uh, yeah, I moved to New York, and I actually I came to, I came to Florida during COVID, you know, because our jobs in New York were venues and restaurants and theater, mm -hmm. and everything shut down. And a friend of mine, she lives in St. Augustine, and she told me everything is open down south. So I said, "Oh, let's see." And I came here, and everything was open because everything was outside, and the right, weather right. is nice. So I started to to work a lot here during the COVID period and then i moved back to new york when covid um, stopped when all the lockdown but and i still kept uh, i still kept contacts here in san augustine i really like it so i come maybe once a month twice a month to play during the weekends i really How like fun. it mm. who uh, your style of music is more of a background atmosphere setting kind of music right or do you play at clubs where people will get up and dance and move or oh yeah or, yeah we do um usually the gypsy kings the rumba and flamenco people love and the dance on it. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. Well, every time when people want to dance, oh, the gypsy, you know, the j Russian gypsy, like a bit like we talked before, the gypsy jazz music, that music mm -hmm. that is very right. upbeat. You, you want to dance on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, otherwise, uh, for example, I play for um, on Sunday brunch in a very, the most expensive hotel in St. Augustine. It's called Casa Monica. And there, you know, it's like 10 in the morning, people are hangover, they just want to have a nice guitar background with a soft voice, so I do more um, soft voice, so I do more bossa nova and like uh, the French words and like, you know, very nice right. background, chill music. So we do a little bit of everything. Are you playing every night, every day and or night? Uh, no, let's say Monday, Tuesday is kind of no, but uh -huh. then usually starting Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. And sometimes on weekends, I play two two or three gigs. Wow. Brunch and evening and, yeah. I love where, it. If somebody comes to the city, where will they find you? Where are some places? Um, 
Uh, we can talk yeah. about that later in the show too at okay. the end when we talk about shameless self-promotion. But just to give us an idea of the type of venue you play, where would you be playing? We play in a place regularly that is called uh, Fine uh, Fine and Rare and Flat Iron Room. It's the same owner and it's the same concept. It's, uh, the, it's like a prohibition whiskey, speakeasy, whiskey oh, bar. speakeasy, yeah. Very, very high end. Uh-huh. You know, like, it's good. like I think they have uh, 20,000 kinds of whiskeys there. Oh, wow. And when I talked to the bartender, he said, there is a whiskey from 1940-something, one shot is six hundred dollars. One shot <laughs> of this particular amazing. I never tried it, obviously, but right. so this is uh, yeah, this kind of places we play. Yeah, yeah. If somebody were to buy me a shot if I were playing and said, "Let me buy you a shot," I'll say, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll take that. Or even better, buy me a beer and give me the cash. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, we also uh, do lots of um, we do lots of private events and. Um, before COVID, we used to do lots of venues because we were doing mm. like shows about um, French music, Edith Piaf, or Tango, or Bossa Nova. Or I even mm-hmm. did a tribute to Barbara Streisand because apparently I look like her. Young version. Yes, your hair is much lighter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were doing those shows and it was nice, you know, because I used to be an actress. So when I do the shows, I also talk a lot about the songs mm-hmm. or the performer or the era when the song was written and performed and I interact with the audience and I'm I'm a little funny. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of a combining music and a little cabaret touch, you know, with interaction interaction with the audience. So this I I really, really, really love this. We're doing it less now after COVID because lots of the venues they shut down. Uh-huh. But I think that it's coming back. So I'm hoping we'll do that again. Because this is great. Because this is people that go to listen to the music and to see the show. Right, right, exactly. It's not just people that have the sounds of music in the background so they can do whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. I played I played I, in a cover band. And we played at bars where play, people wanted to go and get drunk and dance. So we yeah. were, you know, we were, we were an expensive jukebox for the owner. But it was live music, so they liked that, you know. And yeah. I guess they liked the music that we played. Now, the... Uh, the song Running to Chelsea is the last song we're going to hear from you. And you said, I've got a story about Oh, that. yeah. This is a crazy story. You know, it's a New York story. So when I was in New York, I think I wrote this song maybe 2013 or something. And because I was broke, because I I spent all this money in this nice apartment I got there, um, <laughs> somebody mentioned um, uh, a convent run by nuns. In Chelsea, who is the great, great area of Manhattan, but it's also the gay area. And uh, she said, you rent a room there. They don't care if you're Christian. It's, not, it's run by nuns, but they really don't care about your religion as long as you're mm-hmm. a woman. So it was kind of, um, you have a tiny room back in the day for $400, but it's like in the city. So I said, okay, so I lived there <laughs> for two years with nuns. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I met this guy, of course, you know, it's always about love. And this guy was really funny, an American guy. And we dated for two weeks. And after two weeks, it became like, oh, he said to me, I don't know if I want to be with you. I don't know if I want a relationship, blah, blah, blah. You know, all complicated. And I said, why, why do we even talk about it? Let's just enjoy what we have, right? And he's like, you know, but I'm not running to see you. He said, I'm not running to Chelsea. <laughs> I was living in Chelsea with the nuns. And he said to me, oh, my God, this is such a good title for a song. And I said, yeah, actually not running to Chelsea. but So... I did, he left me after two weeks, but I was really sad <laughs> because yeah. I liked him a lot. I guess. And I started to write that song. Like, again, you know, it, it heals you. And uh, I said, but I need a revenge in the song because this guy kind of broke my heart. So I said, maybe yeah. I can kill him at the end of the song, but that's a bit too obvious, a bit too easy. <laughs> so I was talking to my friend about it. And she said to me, you know, running to Chelsea, that sounds gay because it's a big, big gay scene in Chelsea. Uh, right. I thought, oh, here is my little ending slash revenge. I'm going to make him gay. That's why he didn't <laughs> want me. <laughs> because why not? You know? So at the end of the song, I'm very subtle. You know, I don't say he's gay. I say, now I know why he's running to Chelsea uh, to see someone I could never be. Right. right? So it's like... Yeah, it can, be, it can I mean, take that a number of different ways. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe Chelsea is another woman because it's a right. ladies, you know, and if people are not from New York, they don't even know Chelsea is, is the gay area of New York. So anyhow, I wrote this song, really liked it, really helped me feel better. Uh-huh. And ironically, two months later, I see him in the streets 
like random in the street. And I said, oh my God, I wrote a song about us. So I'm telling him the, the, the plot of the song. Yeah, yeah. He, got, he got so upset. Why? That I, I, because he said, I'm not gay. I'm not gay. I said, but nobody says you're gay. It's just like a meaning in the song. And if you don't know the story, right. you don't even know that this is the reason why. And he got so upset. He never listened to the song. He just said, tell me, I never want to see you again. He was, he was angry. Wow. And so I talked to my friend again. And she said, you know what? Maybe he was gay. And that was he got upset. Because <laughs> otherwise, why, <laughs> why would you be? So I always tell this story that the first solo album I'm going to do, this guy's name was Mike. The title of my first solo album will be Mike is Gay. <laughs> 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 he That's calls you up and threatens you or something say, well, how do you know it's you? I've, I've met a lot of mics. Yeah. <laughs> or walk around with a microphone, you know. Mike is gay. Oh, just ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that story. Now, we have a, a, a young lady that we helped mentor when she was younger. She's now running her own herbal business, botanical business. She's doing a great job in up in Vermont. But her name, she goes by Tulsi, but her, her real first name is Chelsea. So oh. that always caught my eye running to Chelsea. I thought, well, she's such a wonderful woman. I'm surprised men aren't running to her, you know. Ah. But then oh, men... so maybe I make her listen to, the, to that song. I, I and by the way, every, everything I say in that song did happen. Like, oh, no really, kidding. The lyrics carefully. Everything I say, he said to me, it's true. He did say to me, I did feel like this. He's like... Um, so I wrote the song and then Gabriel plays on it. He okay. puts, uh, you can see it's like a Latin Spanish guitar kind of vibe there, which I, I absolutely love. So he made the arrangement. That sounds great. Well, let's give it a listen. I can't wait. Now I'm going to listen yeah. to it again and hear all <laughs> yes. the things that really happened. And we, this... did record a, we did record a music video in Chelsea, New York. Oh, uh, did you really? A couple of years ago. Yeah, just after COVID ended, we did a video. It's on, it's on YouTube. It's called Running to Chelsea, Yael and Gabriel. I got to look it up now. But right now yeah. we're going to listen to it. It's called Running to Chelsea, Yael and Gabrielle from New York, St. Augustine, Argentina, France, Paris, whatever, <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> the world. <laughs> right here on the Music of America podcast. Thank you. 
Returning to Chelsea, our guest today, Yael from Yael and Gabrielle. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. It's been such a blast talking with you and meeting you, uh, Yael. And and this is a segment of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. So as I said in the break, <laughs> do what you can and say what you can to promote yourself so you don't have to live in those $400 a month apartments anymore. <laughs> I left the nunnery. But okay, yes. So... Uh... We play in New York. Uh, we play random. We don't have a regular gigs because we're very busy with a private event. So all our gigs are um, are on our website, which is yaelandgabriel.com. And that's Y-A-E-L-A-N-D-G-A-B-R-E-L. Yeah, yeah, dot com. So, uh, and also we have lots of videos and music we recorded there. Um, that's the gigs with Gabriel, as I said, mostly in this place called Flat Iron Room and Fine and Rare. Uh, otherwise, I when I'm in San Augustin, I, I I got another name. It's called Zaza Flamenca. Zaza. Yeah, Zaza Flamenca. Z a z a f l a m e n c a. Very com. good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is where I, I put all those the shows I'm doing when I'm in, down in Florida. And for uh, also, yes, on Spotify and YouTube, you check Yael and Gabriel. You have tons and tons of videos, live recording shows and everything. I think we have so many and Spotify as well. There are also some composition of Gabriel on the guitar. Very, um, very tango, Argentinian Latin. It's very intense, beautiful mm -hmm. guitar. Uh, and um, for Valentine's Day, Valentine's week, my boyfriend slash fiance lives in salt lake city we talk about it and i managed to find three gigs in salt lake to be with him oh uh, fun valentine's yeah so i'm gonna freeze but <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> play music in salt lake city uh, on valentine's day one place is called uh, feldman deli and the other one is called prohibition which is an another speak easy uh -huh. in salt lake and i'm gonna do a show of a music um of mu uh, romantic music, um, rom romantic French music. Oh, that would be beautiful. Friday the 16th. Everything's going to be um, posted on our website. That's so funny because I'll but be in so Florida that week while you're in Salt Lake City. Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah, every, my birthday is in February and I go to, uh, I usually go down to like Tampa Bay, Clearwater, St. Pete on that way. Oh, that's oh, I love it there. It's nice yeah. there. Yeah. My birthday was three days ago, just saying, two days ago. So that was great. Well, but, happy uh, belated I, birthday. I didn't you, get you anything except this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. So this is the self promotion. We have I we have the music videos on YouTube. I told you about mm -hmm. uh, running to Chelsea and um, and Celavi, uh, not Celavi, girl next door. And I, mean, I just recorded a cover of Havana. But that's just me. It's the first time I did everything on my own. I just have a percussionist and uh -huh. I do the guitar and the guitar solo and the, the guitar feelings and everything. Wow. And I recorded it in the streets of San Augustine, which that's... is a beautiful, beautiful city. And it all began with three chords. Yeah, it's three chords, actually. You're right. Oh, oh, no, <laughs> back, no, back I mean, but <laughs> you began your musical career by just learning three chords and now oh, yes. everything you've done. That's yes. just a, so amazing. Yes. Such a great story. Yeah, but I work hard now for the yeah. last. Yes, I, that's what I do. I practice guitar day, would yeah. say day and night, yeah, because I play every night. But yeah, practice, 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 practice. No secrets. And again, the spelling is Y A E L, Yael and Gabrielle, all one word, dot com. That's good. Mm -hmm. What about albums, CDs, anything coming out this year? This year, um, Havana. You said Havana. You're doing a single. Havana just released it. It's on YouTube. It's Havana by Zaza Flamenca, which is oh, the okay. band I go when I'm not with Gabrielle. Uh, this year, actually, I'm going. I'm thinking of going to Argentina when I know lots of amazing musicians, and everything is cheaper there. So I was oh. thinking maybe recording some stuff there. Which I, you remember, in the beginning of the conversation, I told you I started to play all those pop music with a bossa nova feel. Right, right, right. Amazing. You know the song uh, um, "Take on Me" from A. Uh -uh. Right, right, right. Da -da 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 -da. Oh my God! I do it like a bit rumba, flamenco style. I'll bet and that it sounds works. great. And people, yeah, people love it because it's they know the song, but then it sounds different. Uh -huh. And so I was thinking of maybe doing an album um, of all those famous pop songs, but with the Latin bossa nova, flamenco, rumba feeling. Zaza does the eighties. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, Latin 80s. I don't Latin, know. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, with, yeah, with a, with a little Southern flair. Yeah. yeah. But but that's just an idea I had. Um, That'll be wonderful. Ago. Well, if that happens, if that happens, let us know here. We'll put something on the on our website for sure about it. And okay. uh, for yeah, Facebook great. announcements and all that. Yael, thank you so much. It was a wonderful conversation. Good luck to you and good luck to Gabrielle. Yep. And tell him next time we do this, he needs to be here. Okay, yes, I will. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you, Yael and Gabrielle, here on the Music of America podcast. Up next, we visit with a legend, the first rock and roll band to sign with a major label in the Northeast. Meet the Glass Prism tomorrow on the Music of America podcast. You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.